Welcome to the Squadcast. It's been a few weeks. We've had a little bit of break over the school holidays, and I haven't been preaching, which has been uh, good for everyone, I think. No, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, we thought it'd be good to have a little uh, catch up on the Squadcast and get back into the groove. And so we're going to chat a little bit about the message from yesterday, uh, which was my mum. It was great. Yeah, yeah, it was nice seeing mum up there. Um, but yeah, so we're going to dive into the whole topic of Mary and Martha and pick up on a few things uh, from that passage and uh, maybe try and dive a little bit deeper and get under the surface of, of uh, some of these things. I think, um, yeah, it's important that we, and, and I feel like mum did this well, but uh, sometimes it's really easy to decide that we, we need to pick one or the other or that we are one or the other mm. um, and actually there's probably more going on we can dive a little bit deeper so yeah let's dive in let's do it shall I read the passage from yeah. Luke 10 um, so we actually see Mary and Martha um, a couple of times in scripture so first is in Luke 10 Uh, It says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, they came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, why don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Martha, uh, Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Um, and then we see later see them, I think, in John 11, um, when Lazarus dies. Mm. Uh, Jesus shows up. At the, he takes for his time. Yeah. It's a whole setup. Uh, he's going to get glorified later, but he arrives, and, and you know, Martha runs out, and she's like, why did you not come? You know, And uh, she's upset. Uh, when Mary comes out, she falls at the feet of Jesus. We see again her posture. Yeah at the feet of Jesus, uh, and then later on your mum talked about it, the sort of the party they had, the dinner they had later, and, and Martha is serving again, um, Lazarus is reclining, yep. I love that, slacker. Um, <laughs> uh, and oh, then, he's just been resurrected, yeah. come on. <laughs> um, uh, and then uh, Mary is, um, I was going to say marinating, um, <laughs> anointing Jesus' feet. <laughs> She's probably um, marinating too in the presence right. of Jesus. And, and that was actually really scandalous what she's doing. The whole, you know, a woman having her hair out yeah. and, and all of that would have been quite the, I imagine, a, what would have been super fragrant, but a beautiful act. Yeah. But a bit scandalous. Scandalous. Yeah. Yeah. Seems that there's a lot of scandals following Jesus. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so, so there's a lot going on there um, and... Well, and both of these passages are reasonably short, so it's like we get a little uh, window. Mm. We get to peek into these uh, women's lives, and uh, we don't know we don't know the full story around. Right. You know, I'm sure that Mary helps around the house. I'm sure she's not just lazy. I'm sure, she's um, the baby of the family, and Martha will be the big sister. I'm yeah, sure. <laughs> t- totally, totally. <laughs> Um, but there is certainly elements here that we can look at and um, and reflect on our own lives mm. and and then um, help us to 
figure out. Because at the end of the day, we, uh, I, I think the reality is that, in the, and especially in the world that we live in, where you know the achievement performance sort of culture that we live in, um, ultimately we are all masters trying to become more like Mary. Yeah, that's right. And but that isn't to discount the fact that. Uh, when we become more like Mary, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we stop doing. That's right. It's and um, Peter McHugh has a great book called Above the Line, and I just think everyone should read Above the Line. Uh, it's the only book that I've read more than once. Uh, but he has a whole chapter on Mary and Martha, mm-hmm. and, and and his whole premise is this idea that there are activities that are below the line which are the doing aspects of what it means to be a follower of Jesus and then the being aspects of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And and it's not either or, but it's what comes before. So he always talks yeah. about before but not without. So we need to be Marys before but not without also being Marthas. That's right. you know, and so um, my concern is that we, we can actually... Um, uh, look at this passage and and minimize Martha and maximize Mary. My concern is that we can also use Mary as a mask. Mm-hmm. So we can say, well, I'm just I'm just resting. I'm just yeah. You know, um, whatever. You know, but the uh, the point is, is the more that we are with Jesus, the more that we will feel His heart. Right. The more that we will capture his heart, the more that we will um, that our hearts will be broken for what his heart is broken for, and his heart is broken for people. That's right. And so, if us being with Jesus does not cause us to be greater servants of others, uh, then we are probably not being with Jesus. Yeah. We are probably doing some sort of other religious activity. Yeah. That we are masking as being a Mary. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and so that's why it's actually, it's really, really hard for us to make a judgment of what someone is doing because the, when we look at the passage, motivation is the key. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I guess so what are some of the motivations for the things that we do? There's the desire to be seen, yeah. the desire to be good, yeah. to achieve, to be safe. Uh, sometimes we want to belong, so we yeah. feel like we've got to serve to belong. Um, being busy to avoid pain, remaining in control or avoiding conflict. Like there's so many different reasons that we could be putting on a Martha mask. Absolutely. And keeping busy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and then the flip side is that is we could also wear a a, a Mary mask, a Mary mask, a Mary <laughs> mask, um, to hide. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, but I think. When we think about all of these, you know, the things that you've just said, they are all needs that mm-hmm. we do have, um, and they're not necessarily bad needs. They're good needs. Um, there's a woman called Laurie Craig who has a ministry called um, Hole in My Heart Ministry, and she talks about these needs being innate needs that only God can fill. Right. So. When we when we are trying to get these needs met outside mm. of God, we you know the potential is we're making idols of ministry. We're yeah. making idols of, and we're trying to get something 
either from others, because you know, yeah. if we want to be noticed, we're actually participating in a form of manipulation. That's right. L- look at me, at what I'm doing, and I need you to notice so that I can feel better about myself. Yeah. Um, but the point is we need to take those needs to Jesus. Mm. And when, when those needs are met in Jesus, now we are free to serve yeah. others. And, and taking those needs to Jesus, that's more than just your 10 minutes reading your Bible in the morning. You know, like it, there's actually some wrestling that, like I know that for yeah. me personally, there have been some big long stretches wrestling with God through some of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's actually we need to lay those things that's down. That's right, there's always a death. <laughs> totally, there's mm-hmm. always a death, yeah. So what does it look like for us to lay down the thing that we were using to be noticed? Mm. My concern is sometimes because I'll, I'll challenge people on this sort of stuff, you know. Why? Because I want I want people to know Jesus, yeah. to live with Jesus, to experience Jesus, to walk with Jesus, so they're free to serve yeah. others. Um, and my concern is sometimes we lay those things down, either because someone's challenged mm-hmm. us on it or mm-hmm. whatever. But then, um, but then it, it hasn't been brought to Jesus. Yeah. And what happens sometimes is um, people drift out of community mm-hmm. because the, th- the, th- the thing that they cherished about community was actually being noticed. Yeah. And now, through whatever reason, they've either been challenged to lay it down or that thing has been taken mm-hmm. from them in some way, shape or form. And so they drift away from community because the thing that they were using to be noticed... So the, you know what I mean. So the yeah. desire for community is actually about being noticed, yeah. not community. Yeah, that's I think that's a challenging, a challenging thought. Yeah, and there's a big thought to think that you are manipulating community to mm. fulfil your needs. Yeah. Rather than, yeah, like if you don't have that motivation, you can serve that community. You can be part of it. You're not sitting there thinking, "Am I getting what I need right now?" Yeah. Or getting frustrated and. Uh, yeah, angry. Yeah. That, why is nobody seeing me? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Why is no one else helping me in the kitchen? Yes. Yeah. 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 And and so Jesus says to Mary, or says to Martha, Mary has chosen the better thing. Mm. He's he's not saying the right thing. Mm. He's not saying to Martha, you've chosen the wrong thing. Yeah. It's just like in this moment, there was a, a better choice. That's right. And Mary's happened to have made the better choice in this moment. Yeah. And, you know, Martha's obviously... it's ex- What it has done is expose Martha's motivations. Yeah. In this moment, you know. Absolutely. Um, and I think... That, and that's the key thing, isn't it? Motivations. What, what are our motivations? So one of the things that Peter um, uh, says in his book, he says, we, we are not trying to bolt Mary's devotion onto Martha's drivenness or task orientation. We are learning to be like Mary as the basis for what we put our hand to. We're not trying to bolt a presence orientation onto a purpose-driven world. We are learning to host the presence of the Spirit and the glory of God so that we are led to his purposes. 
We are not bolting heart-to-heart relationships onto rigid organisational structure. We are discovering how to be with one another before facing the rigours of being fruitful. Yeah. I think that's you know, really, a really great way of sort of wading through the Mary Martha yeah. thing. Yeah. So for those of us that might be stuck in the Martha way, that rigid organisational space... How do we move to that posture of Mary? Like to put it first. Yeah, and I especially think when you think, I think you know, and your mum brought it out. You know, busy mums. How do you? And I know that there's been times. You know, it's just that just get up earlier, or just you know, uh, how practically do we fit? And I think we can be really religious about the getting up earlier thing. Yeah, there can be no joy in that for some mums. We're trying to reach Bible at bed and you're falling asleep. Mm. Um, so how do we, yeah, get the posture of Mary in the middle of a very demanding life? Yeah. So I think there's, um, for me, everything comes back to discipleship. So f- for me to respond, like, and that's a great, a great question. Um. And if I was to like respond with, well, here's the three things to mm-hmm. do, I, with that response, I have decided that everyone has the same motivation. Yeah. But we don't. So the only way that I can work this through is in a squad, mm-hmm. in a one-on-one yeah. relationship where someone has been invited into my world um, and allowing them to see what the motivation is and then allowing them to help me undo Correct. that motivation. You know, what is it that needs to be laid down? What is it that needs to be picked up? How, why is it that I'm seeing the world this way? Why is it I feel the need to be noticed? Or why is it mm-hmm. I feel the need to achieve? Or, you know, it's all, all of those sorts of things yeah. are going. And so, yeah, so it's a great question. But I just don't know if it's helpful to... Give yeah. a response, <laughs> and, and and I guess if, if we are alongside each other, it's yeah, not giving those responses to each other like, oh, this is what I do; it'll work for you. That's not necessarily no, ever yeah, gonna work. My yeah, totally. And and I yeah, that's a really, that's a really good point, because I, um, you know, obviously being pastor, I'm I'm involved in people's lives a, a lot, and one of the things that I refuse to do is give advice based on, especially relational advice. Um, My experience has always been um, pastors and leaders and people around me um, giving me advice based on their experience. Mm. So this is what you need to do. Um, My my pastor, when I was growing up, uh, him and his wife were, they were dating six years before they got (sighs) engaged. There would not be wisdom to give other people necessarily that advice. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And and but it kind of was the advice that they gave. Right. So for Ellie and I, we got married within five months of meeting each other. Yeah. So if I took, you know, and so that was, you know, for them it was like you can't, you can't do that. You need to be, you need to really get to know someone. You need to be with them at least sort of three years, and you know all this sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm going, well, we know. Yeah, 
there's no way that I would suggest to anyone, look, just get married straight away. Yeah. It's the best thing. Yeah. Because it it could be the worst advice for someone. So this is kind of the contrariness of wisdom, and you see it all through Proverbs. You've got Proverbs that contradict each, each other, like, back to back. Yeah. Because the same right. advice... I mean, we did date for three years, and I look back, I'm like, we should have had a way shorter engagement. Right. Like, it was mental that we waited so long. But, yeah, I can't give someone the same... Yeah, wisdom, two different people, two different bits of advice, potentially will contradict each other, but that's the right wisdom. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that um, I've been really thinking about a lot with the as I'm preparing for this new series is the idea of objective truth and subjective truth. Mm. And so um, objective truth has to do with facts, has to do with, you know, reality, you know, you know and the Bible is full of objective yeah. truth. Thankfully, objective truth subjected himself to becoming a man. It's good. <laughs> the word became <laughs> flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. Mm. Um, so, so the truth that is Jesus never stands on the outside of humanity and says, you need to do this, this, and mm. this. No, truth became a man, walked amongst us, experienced all that humanity has, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yep. And says, "This is how we navigate life, mm. and this is how, um, this is what it looks like to to live in the wills and ways of God in amongst this broken humanity." That's great. I am so glad mm. that this is how God has presented truth to us. Yeah. It's not. The, the Bible is full of, of, of objective truth, yeah. and and so that has to do with what's right and wrong. Yeah. That's knowledge. Mm. Wisdom is knowing how to apply knowledge, yeah. and so, and so, um, and so that's why again it just continually comes back to discipleship. Yeah, walking alongside someone is how we take what is objective and make it subjective to mm. their life, and how it applies to them, and how how they can, um, you know, um, see their broken humanity come under the redeeming rule and reign of Jesus, so that they can walk whole. That's how it works. Yeah. And so all amongst us, we've got a beautiful community of people who potentially are either wearing masks, Martha masks or Mary masks. Yeah. <laughs> How do we get underneath those masks mm. and um, help one another become like Jesus? But I don't want to be Mary and I don't want to be Martha. Yeah. I want to be like Jesus. Mm. Um, and so what's the, the better choice in these different moments that we have. Yeah. It's a good thought. Yeah. So it's always what's first. What's first? Yeah. Seek first the kingdom. That's right. And all these things will be added. So so we need we need devotion to replace drivenness. Mm-hmm. Um, as our, as our core motivation. Mm-hmm. That's what, it's all coming back to what's our core motivation. Is devotion our core motivation or is drivenness our core motivation? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it takes some vulnerability for us to open up with people and mm. to say, hey, here, have a look at my trauma <laughs> yeah. and, and to walk with me through it whilst I figure this out and, yeah. and, and move my motiv- motivation towards, you know, devotion. Yeah. Not reacting out of previous pain or because all of this stuff, these motivations come out of something that's happened in their past usually. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah, there's vulnerability. Yeah, totally. To show up. Totally. I mean, what's your version of brokenness? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we are all that's right. We all have different visions of brokenness. And, that's right. And so you know, and just because someone might cover their 
broken this up really well doesn't mean it's not under the mask. Oh, totally. And, and, and you know, we have church-acceptable versions of brokenness. That's right. And church-unacceptable versions of brokenness. Absolutely. And so we've created all of these different categories that, that uh, allow us to scapegoat others, allow us to other mm-hmm. people so that we feel better about ourselves, ultimately, and that is sin. Yeah, I had the conversation with someone the other day because um, in 20, I don't know, lots of years ago, I can't remember, Nathan was 15 months old, I had an ectopic pregnancy. Um, I should have stopped and grieved, didn't. Right. Kept moving. And I had people who said to me, you grieved really well. No, I didn't. Right. But because I kept moving, I didn't, right. you know, crumble, whatever, they thought I was being strong and brave and all of that jazz. No, I was right. acting out of brokenness and just kept running. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's kept on drivenness instead of stopping and actually really wrestling it out yeah. with God. Wow. Yeah. So isn't that so interesting? Church just reinforces <laughs> a brokenness sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. In the name of faith. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But actually faith would be, because faith ultimately is this idea of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, what is sin? It's unbelief. Yeah. It, it, that, that's at, at its very core, it's unbelief. And so it, ultimately it's a lack of trust mm-hmm. in Jesus as our source. And so in grief, being able to stop and go, I'm feeling pain right now, yeah. and I'm going to sit with Jesus, mm-hmm. that is faith. To trust that he will be enough in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Not to go, I'm a Christian, so I don't feel pain, you know? Yeah, his grace is sufficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, but let's, he's, his shoulders are broad enough totally. to Totally, his that. grace is sufficient. His power is made perfect in our weakness. That's right. And so there has to be this element of going, Jesus, I'm just so weak right now. That's it. And to be okay to sit with our brothers and sisters when they're in that moment of weakness, yeah. to sit in the dirt with someone mm. and to say, this sucks. But I am with you. Yeah. 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 Not get up on your feet, have faith. Yeah. Let's keep moving. No, yeah. no, no. No, it's been able to sit in the puddle with them. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And walk alongside them. Yeah. And walk them out. Yeah. 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 And I wonder with Martha, you know, yeah, she, she did. She came marching out to Jesus after Lazarus died. And it's like, yeah, she, Mary stopped. She was, yeah. On the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, that's right. She fell at the feet of Jesus. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think you know there, there's some great um, there's some great things that we can we can peek into their lives and and see ourselves. You know, and as being Martha's, we're trying to become Marys. Mm. But ultimately, the more that we become like Mary, the more we serve. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's just how did we get to serving? Yeah. Did we get there through, I need to be noticed, or did we get there through, I'm I becoming like Jesus? Jesus and want to serve his people. Yeah. 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 That's great. Well, it's uh, it's been great chatting, and it's good to get back in, into the swing of things with the Squadcast. And obviously this Sunday we are starting our Sexuality in the Gospel series, and we will be doing... Squadcast every week after that. I'm I'm hoping along the journey we might be able to invite some different people in 
to that space that um, can give us some, some insight. Um, we may tackle uh, a, a little bit differently in that yeah. we probably will have a lot of questions mm. and so we will, um, yeah, it'll, it'll probably be a little bit of a different feel. Um, but yeah, I would encourage you if you have questions, then um, please send them through. Um, different ways you can do that. Uh, there's a link on social media. You, you can find it if you want to ask a question. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the next time we're on the Squadcast talking about sex and sexuality. Woohoo. Be awesome. blessed. <laughs>